Welcome to episode 93 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. This week I'm interviewing co-founder of Heaven to discuss the not-so-sexy topic of taxes, but if you're a digital nomad or thinking of becoming a remote worker and you have absolutely no idea how to set yourself up correctly for your taxes, then this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to a dose of inspiration for the solo female traveller. Today I'm joined by Stefan Gombo, co-founder and CEO of Heaven, to discuss taxes as a digital nomad. Stefan is originally from Guadeloupe and founded the company Heaven to help solve the tax challenge for location-independent workers and remote-first companies. Hi, Stefan. Thank you for joining me today. Hello, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Before we start on the topic of taxes, can you just briefly introduce yourself and tell us how you came up with the idea of Heaven? Yes. So as you mentioned, I'm Stefan from the Caribbean, uh, Guadeloupe. Uh, I studied taxation in the university as well as um, technology in general, IT for uh, legal topics. Uh, I started to work uh, in consulting then for tax software, uh, so basically uh, software editor companies. And at some point while I was traveling, I realized that uh, it was still difficult uh, besides the the tax advisory services available. uh, It was still difficult for uh, location-dependent workers in general, so expats, digital nomads, nomads, cross-borders to manage their taxes, either because uh, they didn't know uh, who to talk to or uh, just because the the services were way too expensive when you have to pile the fees of three to five experts in different countries to manage your situation. So this is how basically with my background, both in uh, taxes and uh, in technology that I I started to think about the the idea of solving the difficulty of navigating different tax systems um, with a technology solution that would allow um, an augmented tax lawyer, as we said, uh, that means that to be able to use the the tax knowledge of different countries uh, very fast, thanks to technology, be able to compute the the different information uh, available for the different countries so that the the digital nomads uh, could solve their cases. So once I had this idea, I started to work with a couple of uh, different IT persons, software developers, uh, AI uh, uh, specialists, etc., until we finally uh, found the right recipe for Heaven. And then I started the company with, uh, with my co-founder. Amazing, because you actually travel all around quite a lot, don't you? I know that you're in Bulgaria at the moment. So you created it for somebody like yourself, I'm presuming. Yes, exactly. So uh, the thing is, I started to travel during my studies. I studied in uh, the University of uh, Chicago as well, uh, mm-hmm. in the Northern, Northern Illinois University. And I started to discover uh, uh, traveling in that occasion. And I kept uh, having missions, uh, advising uh, as a tax consultant, advising expats uh, from various countries. 
while traveling myself. So at some point indeed, I, when we started to work on the solution, uh, I, I was working to help the people that I met all the time around a coffee uh, and then just asking me for my opinion about their tax situation and what solution they could have, but also uh, to solve my own tax problems let's say because even as a as a tax advisor it's uh, it can be difficult to uh, know exactly um, the the tax law of each country even if i worked with more than 50 countries uh, and besides that this is even difficult to manage the paperwork it's uh, time consuming especially when this is not something uh, that, that one is not your job that means that even when you as a tax advisor when i was moving to a new country I had specific missions for uh, for a new company and having to manage that on the side was kind of tax consuming on top of finding an apartment, on top of managing your social security yeah. and all new topics that you have when you relocate. So this is why, yeah, this is basically a software that uh, could help you know, could help me solve my own situation. That's fantastic. Congratulations on company. I've- Thank you. Since the pandemic, there seem to be now a lot of companies which are offering their employees the option to remote work. And obviously, that means they can probably work abroad. So have you seen an an increase in the amount of people using your services? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, basically, uh, once we, we didn't start Heaven as uh, Heaven exactly, our first uh, service was called Do Your Tax and was part of my previous mm-hmm. company. We were helping expats managing their, their tax uh, administration, their tax paperwork, uh, wherever they are in the world. And this Actually, the the demand came from the audience directly. That means that we we met with the digital nomad saying that this is so painful to have mm. to manage these uh, those tax residency questions, those multi taxation questions, and I don't want to only to pay the bill at the end. Uh, even if you help me reduce it a little bit, I would like to know before what to do, have a plan, uh, and what I'm uh, I am going to do. So basically, we started to um, to work on the on disorientation of the product because our audience uh, pushed us to do that. As I explained, we I knew that uh, it was already difficult uh, for the location-dependent uh, workers in general to manage their taxes globally. But then uh, this is... The, the 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 request the strong request uh, really came from the digital nomads themselves contacting us uh, on our website uh, when I was meeting with them in uh, in different countries different meetups just they kept asking okay you're a tax advisor can you help me plan everything and then manage uh, the transition in terms of tax residency etc so the, the 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 interest was uh, was already very uh, very strong from the, the the population from the the community. It uh, it increased for sure uh, during uh, following the the pandemic and the explosion of uh, of remote work. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is definitely something that we observe because it totally it totally changed our um, our business model and our approach of our business. That's really interesting, actually. I'm self-employed in the UK and I, I obviously travel a lot. I'm normally a digital nomad and I file my taxes every year. But to be honest, I'm not that clued up on taxes. So what happens if we don't get our tax 
correct. Actually, many things uh, can happen. So let's say that, uh, first of all, um, something that is uh, counterintuitive sometimes, and this is why we see um, some mistakes uh, for or some, how can I say, some plans, some, some bad ideas looking like good ideas, if I can say that, is because when you you're not fully compliant with taxes, you don't immediately see the effect. There is always a delay between the the, the bad action and the, the consequence. Mm -hmm. So uh, what what are the, the consequences? The, the, the consequence is, um, uh, the first consequence that you will see is basically that you get uh, penalties on the taxes due. So if you don't pay your taxes the right way, if you don't do the, the correct paperwork, tax returns or, or uh, things like this, then you'll have to pay that later on when the, the, the tax administration will contact you to do so and uh, in in case of audit and you'll have to pay a penalty on top of it the the penalty can change depending on the country but this is the the the, the first uh how can i say consequence when you don't have your taxes right um the besides that depending on how why isn't uh why don't you have your taxes right you also um you can also have uh, criminal charges uh that means that if for example you were uh just evading taxes or you decided not to pay it and just leave the country while you had to pay taxes or even set up a fake legal entity or this kind of, or this kind of artificial schemes uh, you can even uh, yeah go to prison and get criminal charges uh, for this so this is oh, one uh, <laughs> this is a this is to be said even if I think everyone is kind of used to that uh the this is the first part the the second part of the consequences is more uh, from an international perspective not having your taxes right um, often means that uh you didn't do the the correct analysis from a global perspective and then you you can have uh problems in terms of tax residency this is something that we see often that means that for example you consider that you were a tax a tax resident somewhere and you file a tax return there but actually where you weren't tax resident in this country but uh in still in your home country or vice versa and at the end you can you can end up being double tax plus penalties if you realize that a little bit too late so this is important uh from a global perspective so for location dependence to make sure that uh, you're not double taxed at the end I've heard of that, actually. I've got a friend who um, lives in Spain and she also works in England for a few months a year and she was double taxed and it was a bit of a headache for her because she didn't know how to kind of work out the Spanish tax and then the English tax. Obviously, the English tax was a lot easier, but the Spanish tax was all in Spanish and it was just a bit of a headache for her. And I also heard of a famous travel blogger who... I think she was set up in Germany and she was hit with a massive tax bill in Germany. And I think it wiped out a lot of her savings. So it's like you're saying, it's so important, isn't it, to get the paperwork right and to really plan for what you need to pay for your taxes. Exactly, exactly. Because you mentioned something interesting is that uh, the, basically this tax debt 
uh, wiped out her her savings. And we know that uh, for location-dependent uh, workers, the location-dependent community in general, one goal or one opportunity is also uh, to reach uh, financial freedom. And many, uh, something that we see very often is that some people will start investing basically growing their uh, growing their wealth by investing investing their money without actually uh, planning their taxes and at the end what happens is that even if you make a little bit more money because you invested in the in a nice investment vehicle at the end if you have such tax problems your all your efforts can be done just after a single letter from the tax administration or for or from multiple uh, tax administrations so this is definitely something to to have in mind especially when you think first just to keep your savings uh, intact but even if you you start thinking about financial uh, independence financial freedom and you want to build something good wealth uh, the tax question is the very first uh, first one otherwise it can destroy everything or almost everything that you try to to build from a financial perspective. Yeah, that's really good advice, actually. Something that I was trying to do before was putting 10% of what I was earning into different bank accounts. So, for example, a financial freedom account, because as you mentioned, as a remote worker or digital nomad, my goal is to become financially free. So I was putting 10% into that particular account, but you speaking to you now is just making me realize what I should also do is maybe put 10% into a, a tax account so that I know that I have allocated for money if um, if something unexpected comes up with my tax. Exactly. Or even better would be to uh, plan your taxes in advance. Because the, the thing is, uh, the problem that you, that you can have, why why tax problems can be uh, can have such an impact on your finances is because of the the delayed effect effect that I I thought about earlier. It's because uh, once you know, uh, once you're notified that there was a problem with your taxes, the the amount the 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 amount that you'll have to pay to the tax administration will already be. Uh, not multiplied, but you'll have to pay on top of it um, interest, penalties, uh, mm-hmm. and other fines. So this is what makes it uh, a big amount that can wipe out your um, your savings. Basically, with the right planning, uh, taxes can become. Uh, you can switch taxes from a tax risk from a risk to an opportunity. What makes nomads different to those that are self-employed in their own countries? The main difference is uh, the the fact that they are it's their mobility, their global mobility. Mm. Uh, when you're self-employed in one country, you're location dependent. That means that you you have to play by the rules of this country, even if uh, even if they they are not optimum uh, optimal for you so for in every countries you have uh, some category of the the population some categories of the population that are uh ben- how can i say that can benefit from um the some spe- from specific tax rules uh, they won't pay a lot of taxes they will have tax advantages while other categories will have to pay uh, a lot of taxes this is the case of self, self-employed even in the uk 
um, and they won't have a solution to change that. What is the difference with a, a digital nomad? The difference with a digital nomad is that um, the digital nomad will have access to what we call tax law shopping and tax treaty shoppings. What does it mean? That means that you can, as a digital nomad, uh, choose which country uh, you want to, to, to be considered a tax resident in, even if there is a, uh, I will have to do a quick precision about that, but you can basically choose which, uh, which country to be considered a tax resident in, and you can choose uh, this based on the, the 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 way your your business will be treated from a uh, from a tax perspective, from a financial perspective. So this this changes everything, because you uh, as a, in once in one side as a self-employed in only one country and uh, location dependent, because maybe you are you are. Uh, the, your service can only be done in your neighborhood or you don't have an activity that is that you can uh, keep going remotely uh, so you're you're stuck in only one country compared to digital nomads that have the opportunity to uh, make this choice when uh, what is the quick precision that I wanted to make is that I'm saying that a digital nomad uh, can make can choose a tax residency. Actually, it's not that easy. This is, there are criterion to be considered a tax resident somewhere, and this is actually a country uh, that will at the end consider you as a tax resident based on their tax law, based on the tax law of the other country involved, and also based on the tax treaties involved. So uh, this is not because you, you decide as a digital nomad to become a tax resident somewhere, that you will be a tax resident there. Uh, there, are, there are still uh, some criterions to some, some criterions to verify. Some countries have a specific Tests, tax residency tests to make um, so that you can they can decide of your eligibility to be a tax resident there. Oh, so okay. it's not as straightforward. This mm -hmm. is uh, this is some this is just what I wanted to precise. But in general, to answer to your question, yes, uh, when you are a digital nomad uh, compared to a local self-employed, you you definitely have more opportunities to optimize your, your taxes and choose the country that will treat you best uh, from a uh, tax perspective. Does that also apply if you have a location-independent company? Yes, this uh, this applies as well for for your company, even if there are some exceptions uh, and some risks to take into account. But in general, uh, your company uh, you can choose to have a location dependent uh, business and then incorporate your business uh, more or less wherever you are, uh, wherever you want, depending on uh, the local uh, the the local regulation. It's not. Uh, that easy to open a business in every country. Some countries like Estonia make, uh, make it very easy. Some of the countries that can be interesting choices still make it harder to uh, uh, open a business there. So depending on the country that you choose for your uh, for, to incorporate your business and start a location-dependent business strategy, depending on this country, you'll have, you'll have more or less efforts to um, to make in order to get your incorporation. This incorporation concerns uh, what we're talking about, business owners, not uh, self-employed that are uh, both individuals and representing their business. We are talking about a separate legal entity. So that is, uh, that is separate for, from the individual, even if 
there as well, there are some exceptions, some specific rules, but we're talking globally. Um, it, yeah, the, when you have your location-independent business, this is separating, separated uh, from your personal situation. So that means that your business can okay. be a tax resident in Germany while you are personally a resident in um, in the UK. There is just one uh, thing that has uh, one uh, information that is important to mention here is that depending on your setup between your personal situation and your business situation, there is a risk that is, uh, that is called the permanent establishment risk. Uh, risk when basically uh if you if actually while you incorporated your business in a in a certain country you're actually working uh how can i say the the, the real activity of the business is somewhere else it can be mm-hmm. in at your personal uh in the country where you're personally resident or anywhere else then you also have the risk to that uh, one tax administration in the world uh, considers um, tax uh, a permanent establishment in this country and therefore uh, considers so a taxation there which would lead to a, a double taxation between the real uh, tax residency of the business or at least the tax residency on on, uh, on paper and uh, the permanent permanent establishment uh, that has been determined but this is um this is a little bit technical just uh, to mention uh, so that we we don't think that you just need to uh, incorporate a business somewhere and then yeah. uh, and then that's it you'll be tax resident there so i couldn't just set up a company in dubai which is known as being tax free and then um still be self employed from the uk for example that would be um, possible as long as uh, uh, the the activity of the business is uh, well set up, and then and that you don't trigger any permanent establishment uh, in the UK or somewhere else in the world. Okay, see, it's so complicated, isn't it? That's why we need somebody like you to give us some advice. You mentioned before about Estonia, which I know is amazing for digital nomads. And there seem to be quite a few more countries now that are offering digital nomad visas. So are there any tax-friendly countries for nomads as well as Estonia that you can think of off the top of your head? So actually, um, Estonia offers an interesting structure, but it really depends on the the individual personal uh, situation or particular situation, not only personal. Uh, When it comes to digital nomad visas, or even tax breaks in general around the world, it is very it is very complicated to um, give a proper list, uh, a top ten, as we say. Uh, this is uh, at heaven. We we don't work exactly that way, and uh, I will explain you why. Basically, um, at heaven, we. Um, we when we do tax optimization we don't only uh, target the tax rates we really uh, work on the the personal situation of the individual in order to find a country that will be tax friendly for this person specifically right. what does it mean that yeah that means that um uh, for example if you are an artist or if you are a soccer player uh, then you get more uh, most of your revenues from there then 
optimizing your taxes won't be only to move to some uh, well-known location with a, a low ta- low tax rate such as Malta, Cyprus. Mm. Uh, there are there are some locations, but basically to move to um, locations that offers the best tax breaks in your specific situation. For example, uh, when you are an artist. Uh, that can be more interesting for you to move to Portugal or Spain because oh. of the specific tax breaks that they offer to this population compared to um, to moving to uh, to uh, another uh, what we call tax haven uh, that would be that would have just general uh, tax reductions without being as interesting interesting as uh, the countries offering you targeted uh, tax breaks on top of uh, forcing you to basically go into an exile that means that you'll have in order to benefit from uh, those uh, tax haven you'll have to leave everything and just exile yourself to a new country compared to maybe analyzing the tax breaks in detail in the different countries you're uh, that you're considering in your neighborhood or in your digital nomad journey uh, and that will allow you to ally both your uh, tax advantages or um, yeah, global tax optimization and uh, your lifestyle. So this is uh, yes, this is basically so what we the, the difference that we that we make. There are certainly countries uh, that are uh, that have the reputation of being um, interesting spots from a tax perspective for uh, digital nomads. But at the end, uh, the approach that we recommend, how we uh, really uh, uh, consider tax optimization is by analyzing the details of the the different tax laws in order to to identify what works best in your specific situation. And sometimes, uh, last example, I talked about Spain, Uh, we got clients uh, paying zero percent taxes in spain and moving there because it's adapted to the the local legislation is adapted to their situation while order of our clients leave spain because they they pay more than 40 percent taxes there and they need to go somewhere else so it really depends on the on one's particular situation and it's important to um yeah do this analysis uh so that you can save both taxes and your lifestyle Okay. Is it possible then to have no tax residency? Actually, this is yeah, this is something that we we often hear. Is we are talking about the the, the perpetual traveler uh, that would travel all around the world and uh, without never having a tax residency. The thing is, uh, this this is rarely possible and this is uh, very dangerous to to believe that i will explain uh, a little bit why this is uh, this this is difficult and then uh, i'll explain why it's the uh, it's dangerous so basically uh, something that um uh, that is important to know is that many people think that the the, the general rule for tax residency that uh, people know, even if there are plenty of orders, is 183 day. And basically, the reasoning behind being a perpetual traveler is uh, basically to travel um, 
perpetually, uh, permanently, uh, without triggering a tax residency in any of the countries that you visit, because you 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 would always be uh, below the under the three day rule. The the to understand this rule, uh, what we need to know is that this rule is designed to solve a, a, a problem between states and not another problem uh, because of the individuals. What I mean by a problem with, between the states, the states in general uh, are in a, in a competition. They are in a competition for the globe, what we call the global tax base. What it uh, what that uh, does it mean is that we have. Uh, plenty of people on this planet having money and the goal for the state will be to determine where those people will pay their taxes. So, so the, this is why there is this concept of tax residency. It's basically to uh, one state is going to say, you're a tax resident in my country, so you will pay tax, uh, so you pay taxes there and no other state has the right to uh, tax you because you already paid taxes there. Once we understand that, and then that the under day rule among among other rules is there in order to uh, uh, attribute the taxation to one state and protect then the individual from uh, being taxed by multiple states, we understand better what uh, is the problem with the myth of the perpetual traveler. When you're a perpetual traveler, that means that you um, you never establish a tax residency anywhere, which basically means that you can also be a tax resident everywhere. That is that as long okay. as there is no state to say that um, there is no state to, to say that um, he is a tax resident there, so he has to pay taxes. That means that any state that you, you had a, a minimal uh, uh, relationship with uh, can say that you have uh, that you are a tax resident there. For example, if you leave the UK and uh, you keep uh, you you keep traveling all over the world, uh, this is possible that at some point uh, when you come back, this is what we call the welcome back tax. Uh, you get asked, where did you pay taxes? Did you pay taxes in the la in the last years? And if not, that means that. that Exactly. That means that no state claimed uh, the, the, that you were a tax resident, so you're not protected from uh, the from the UK actually claiming uh, uh, taxes against you. So this is the, the the big risk, and we arrive to the risk part. What happens uh, most uh, very often to um, perpetual traveler is that indeed they won't pay taxes for a few years, even five years, because uh, the, the 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 consequences of uh, tax non-compliance is always delayed but as soon as they will decide to um, to to stop somewhere to become a, a, a tax resident somewhere or just they decide to have uh, to build a life in one country in particular then this country may uh, ask them for information about uh, their their previous uh, their their previous taxation, and if they don't have um, they they didn't have a tax residency before, this country can decide that they 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 will be actually um, okay, they will actually tax the, the the revenues of the past five years if they had already a relationship uh, with this individual before, and even if this and uh, you decide to do so as a perpetual traveler in a completely new country, still some of the countries that you visited or your home country or basically can claim at some point uh, that you owe them taxes. So this 
are, this myth of the perpetual traveler is uh, very dangerous in the sense that uh, it will then depends on the if a tax administration, even your local tax administration uh, decides to uh, audit you or not. You are absolutely not protected because you're not capable of showing that you are, uh, you've been a tax resident somewhere or either you paid taxes somewhere else or, or you benefit from tax breaks in another country. And then, uh, but this country still considered you as a tax resident and decided that you won't pay taxes. So this is, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been uh, explaining like that for for a bit of time, but basically uh, the idea is that the, the 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 perpetual traveler is absolutely not protected unless there is a solid tax plan behind that. But this is absolutely not something that one can do uh, just by breaking tax residency with uh, one country because once it's uh, it's never sure that you broke tax residency with a, with a country, uh, and this is uh, this is dangerous not to have another tax residency. In general, what we recommend is to um, choose your tax residency uh, with the law or even zero uh, taxation instead of basically leaving the, the, the doubt. And at some point, maybe you can have at least a dispute with a state that you can maybe uh, fight back or challenge uh, or uh, even... Uh, Tax penalties to pay, and then uh, taxes to pay uh, to pay back in the on the last five years, which can also ruin your your efforts to your savings and uh, and uh, etc. Basically, your financial situation. Does that mean then that we can have a different business tax residency to our personal tax residency? I think you kind of covered that a bit before. Yes, so um, you can absolutely have a business tax residency. That means that uh, the revenues out of your professional activity uh, will be taxed in one country, while you'll be taxed at a personal level in another country. This needs to be set up the right way because uh, this can, um, because there is the risk of permanent establishment that we talked about. So this is very important to have that correctly set up. Uh, but otherwise, once you you make sure that uh, you won't trigger any uh, permanent establishment risk in another country, you can you you can have your your business uh, settled somewhere and tax resident somewhere, while you you being taxed somewhere else. This is absolutely possible. And also, since Brexit, obviously, um, for us Brits trying to stay in Europe, we can only stay there for 90 days out of every 180 days, which is the same as North American residents, I think, from the USA and also from Canada. So is it possible for us to be able to set up a business account in Europe? And does that then mean that we can stay longer than the allocated 90 days every six months? This uh, this actually depends because um, basically yes, uh, following the Brexit, uh, as a UK uh, as a UK national, you 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 will now need to 
um, get a visa in order to stay in the Schengen area. Uh, but the visa conditions uh, depends on each of the countries in the in the Schengen area. So let, just to precise, as uh, at Heaven, we are not uh, specialists of the, the immigration question, even if you're right, it has an impact on the on the, the your business setup and your global remote setup in general uh but this is something to be managed separately from your taxes it's not um only a, a quick uh, small tax question but basically uh some some countries for example germany will ask you in order to um, to allocate a visa they will ask you to prove that you have um, that you you have uh, resources to sustain yourself if you um, if you immigrate to the to their country so having your your company uh, set up there will uh, will help you basically to prove that and will help you to get this visa and therefore to stay longer in the schengen area so this is but this is still correlated to the, the immigration part, that means uh, getting your visa. It's harder, uh, depending on the country. The, some countries offer uh, digital nomad visas, for example, that makes that easier. This is the case of Estonia, that makes it easier, even as a UK national, to move there and, uh, yeah, and basically get a visa. Um, but for some of the countries I was mentioning, uh, Germany, you'll have to prove that you have an activity and that you're able to uh, sustain yourself and in that sense uh having your business there can help you stay more than the the 90 days that are allowed uh, in the schengen area without a visa okay so it really does depend on the country as well and the individual well, one, exactly one thing i've always been a bit confused about because um obviously i'm self-employed in the uk but i get paid in euros or in dollars, depending on which brand or which company I'm working with and where they're set up. How do we decide what currency we get paid by? And is it worth opening different bank accounts for different currencies? Or is the best practice to request payment in the currency of the country that we're registered in? It's difficult to answer this question in uh, with a unique answer because it depends also on um, where are your um, how can I say where are your clients based and uh, also your negotiation with them. Uh, in general, without uh, taking edge cases, it's better to um, to do business in the currency of your your country of residence, the, the country where your business is located, that will uh, prevent you from having um, uh, complicated accounting operations to manage, including uh, change gains and uh, this kind of operations that needs to be reported in your accounting. So in general, to avoid this uh, additional accounting operations, I would recommend to do business in the, the the currency of your of your your country of localization however this can vary depending uh, mainly on your your negotiation with the client or external other um economic circumstances i won't go too much into details because this is uh, also a topic that is uh, a wall topic by itself but what i would recommend from a pure accounting and also tax perspective because you need to remember that the gain uh so so change losses are so um deductible but 
change gains are, are also taxable. So that means that there is also a complication in how you do your, compl your compliance and that can be uh, an additional tax risk. So if, you, if it's not absolutely necessary, I recommend to uh, remain with the, the currency of your um, yeah, current country, the, the country of, uh, of your business activity. Okay, that's really good advice. Thank you. And when do you recommend is the best time for us to start thinking about our taxes? As soon as possible. <laughs> this is uh, okay. the sooner is always the, the better because let's say that even uh, I we got this we get this question kind of kind of often, and uh, it can be even if this is the end of the year, uh, it's never too late to uh, save some taxes. You can take some actions, and uh, if it's not, you won't be able to act in terms of uh, tax residency uh, as a digital nomad. But you'll still be able to start um, to start structuring your activity in a certain way that you you can still reduce a little bit uh, your your taxes. And the second part is uh, a setup needs time to to be fully working, so fully uh, in force. You need time to first do the, the analysis uh, of your situation, decide what you're going to do exactly, what global remote setup will you implement, and afterwards to implement this scenario. If this is, uh, if you we're talking about digital nomads who wants to have a, a location-dependent setup, uh, they, will, they will need time to uh, yeah. implement to uh, create, for example, or the activity in one country or to register their activity in one country. Same as moving tax residency, this is also a process that takes time because it's not just about taking your laptop and moving to a new country. Yeah. Uh, there are particular precautions and uh, measures to, to take, steps to take. Um, so I would say the sooner is the better. The Worst case scenario, you will only save a bit of taxes in the current tax year and you will completely save your your next tax year. Best scenario, you will save both. Uh, but it's uh, it's always better to start a little bit earlier on, on time than being late and actually have an hybrid uh, tax year where you'll be, you'll be half compliant or, or half optimized. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't recommend to add complexity. It would be better to before uh, starting your digital nomad journey, even if you also learn on the go on your activity on what you want to do, where you want to travel exactly, because being a digital nomad is a journey. Uh, but still uh, having a setup already in place when you leave, when you start your journey is uh, the the best uh, the best approach um, to uh, to be smart with your taxes, your global taxation as a digital nomad. Thank you. And you've invented obviously your own technology in AI. So can you tell us a bit more about that? And your technology also helps us to optimize our taxes, doesn't it? Yes, exactly. So indeed. As I mentioned earlier in the discussion, um, the the what's difficult for digital nomads or location dependence in general is to uh, navigate between multiple tax systems. Today, the the the, the service offering would be to um, to contact multiple tax experts and uh, have those tax experts analyze your situation. Uh, 
each of them from their particular perspective from a particular country. This is uh, something that is uh, very costly. We have prices, uh, uh, prices starting at 30K and then that can be even more, 30K euros and uh, wow, that can be even more. Yeah. Uh, so basically the idea uh, behind our technology was to um, use uh, artificial intelligence to gather this data in, av in advance uh, regarding more than 85 countries at the moment uh, so that uh, digital nomads can use our technology in order to ident identify the, the, the existing tax breaks for each country and design their best scenario. So our men, uh, on top of uh, without being too uh, too technical, our goal are really uh, has been to basically collect, verify with experts and also internal team. Because I mentioned that I've been a tax expert myself, and we worked in uh, in collaboration with other tax experts to collect verified data and test the software uh, in order to develop this uh, this AI that at the end we uh, allowed. Um, digital nomads to have access to um, to a tax expertise that is uh, way cheaper than what you will have by uh, consulting separately different experts. It doesn't mean that all software replace an expert if you have a particular problem, uh, let's say if you have a tax litigation with the, the tax administration or you have a very precise problems in taxation that you want to solve, mm -hmm. then uh, an expert will still be of good help, definitely. Uh, what our software does is really helping you uh, with the global remote setup by analyzing all those tax laws at, at once and with the support of our team to help you design what would be the best uh, remote setup for you. Fantastic. And what type of nationalities use your services? And can you just tell us a bit about the process? We, we have uh, clients a little bit from everywhere. Uh, when we started, the, the majority of our clients were coming from the US. And uh, I'm not sure that I can tell you why, because probably because they have this uh, double, <laughs> this permanent double taxation problem yeah. and uh, the tax question is uh, really sensi uh, sensitive for them uh, when they are digital nomads. Uh, but more and more, we, we see uh, clients uh, from everywhere. We have clients from South America, from the UK from uh, a little bit everywhere in europe uh even from uh from asia our clients are basically uh coming from everywhere we start to see more and more clients from europe at the moment all our segments do not uh develop at the same pace so the, the first important population were definitely the americans americans from uh, the us and and right now we see more and more people from mainly Portugal, the UK, uh, Germany, uh, France, or okay. countries with high taxation. Yes, exactly, joining our platform. But in general, we have uh, people from anywhere. Uh, last class that I saw were from Australia, Ali, over the globe, anywhere in the world. Mm. Yeah. Is, is there anything else that you want to add that you think that we should know about taxes or the services that you provide? 
Yeah, so basically, if I can add something, is yeah. uh, tax optimization is uh, great and is important for digital nomads, uh, but something that over, uh, often people overlook and that is very important is that tax optimization doesn't go alone uh, for digital nomads. The very first step to take is to des uh, design your global remote setup. Basically, how am I going to work from wherever uh, legally without pay, having to pay uh, uh, fines or have risk mm. of double taxation at some point. The first question is this, what, you insisted on that on the, the business part, where should I uh, be registered? Or where um, can, can I separate my business and my personal situation? This is important to have that figured out as a first step. And second step is uh, the global tax optimization. Once we know that we have the, the, the right setup, then we can start designing uh, a tax strategy. This is, those two things uh, need to go together because uh, often we see uh, clients coming to us with their, uh, uh, with just a tax request uh, and they already started traveling and they, they just want to optimize their taxes knowing where they should move to, to which country they, they, they should move to uh, without taking into account that you need a setup to, to back that up. Yeah. You cannot, as a digital nomad, just take your laptop and start working from another country. This will uh, lead you to some problems that can be not only tax problems, but even just local compliance problems uh, okay. and, even co and even problems with uh, your, for your company if you want an employee. So it's really, really important to think about what kind of business, where you want to set up your business and then come to you to, to help optimise your taxes. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Stefan. Thank you for joining me today and just really helping me understand the whole tax system a bit more. So I'm hoping that this is going to help other digital nomads out there. And where can people find you if they want to find out more about your services? Oh, yes. So we have uh, our website. This is heaven.io, heaven with a uh, double N at the end. So you can directly contact our team there, either book a free tool so that our team can explain you what is exactly the product and how it can help uh, with your situation. But if you listen to this podcast and you see exactly how we can help you, then you can just start your uh, digital interview online that will allow us to collect information and better understand your situation. And right away, you'll have a one-to-one -one call with one of our experts uh, to, to dig a little bit deeper into your situation and start working on your global remote setup and tax optimization because remember that the two go together. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me today, Stefan, and I wish you every success in the future. Thank you, Lisa, for your invitation. It was a pleasure. Talk to you soon. And you can find out exactly how much you can save in taxes on the Digital Nomad Tax article on the Girl About the Globe blog. Plus, there's a special code to save 5% off your tax service too. See you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.